We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, Vince, are you ready for rapid fire? Oh, first rapid fire back in the snowy north of Indiana. Let's Let's go. Let's do it. All right, here we go. Fill in the blank. We've been talking about expectations, whether or not they were met for Notre Dame last year. So your first expectation for Notre Dame next season is blank. Simple. Make the playoff. That That's the lowest expectation I can have with the positive vibes that I'm feeling going into the offseason and then into the, into the actual mm-hmm. season. Now, I could change my tune, I'm sure, after we watch spring ball or maybe after we watch fall practice or whatever. But I feel like I'm setting the bar kind of low, to be perfectly honest with you, with make the playoffs. I, I kind of wanted to say host a playoff game. That's, I kind of wanted to go that route. But if they make the playoff, I'm, I'm good for, for next year. I really am. I'd be a little bit disappointed, but I do want a home playoff game. I, I, I honestly do. Yeah, uh, that's that's completely where I am as well. College football playoffs. Last year's expectation for me, anyway, it was New Year's Six Bowl. Absolutely, that's gone now. There are no more, you know, what we're going to call New Year's Six Bowl because it's going to be you're in the playoff field. It's a twelve team right. format, and that's essentially sucking up. You know, that is what the New Year's Six was, yeah, right? So I exactly, mean, yeah, exactly. So my minimal expectation, to your point, be in the playoff. Next expect expectation host a first round playoff game next is win that game, you know, which would be the equivalent of winning one of those major bowl games, which they haven't done in 30 years. So that's kind of my set right there. I know. I completely agree with that. And I think the, uh, I really, really want them to win that. If they're hosting, if they're hosting that first round game, there is no reason that they should lose that game. I'm sorry. There, There is no excuse for losing that game. No, that's happened. I, that's I happened. get it. I, I understand. I mean, there's, there's no excuse for what happened in Arlington, you know, over the yeah. weekend, but I, I we beat that to up. death. We beat that to death yesterday. So we don't I have figured. to go down that road. It was a good, you know, it turned out to be good that Jesse was on. So we could, we could yes. get it out of our system. Yeah. And move on. That's you know? a good call. <laughs> Just remember I was in Dallas yesterday. That's right. And there was a couple Packer fans that were sitting right behind me on the plane. Oh boy. Back to oh, Midway. Boy. Just FYI. They were very nice. But they were right behind us. So yeah, I'm yeah. sure they were. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Okay, so I was starting to put Sloppy Joe's comment up. He says, have a Viper, That's this is his expectation, have mm-hmm. a Viper who has the ability to put pressure on the quarterback. So fill in the blank, Vince. Jordan Botello's 2023 season was blank. A massive disappointment. It was a massive disappointment. Now, I didn't have huge expectations for him in the first place. I'll be honest with you. He hasn't proven to me to be the guy that Notre Dame thinks he is at this point. I, and that's the thing. Yeah. I've just heard too many stories that give me pause. How about that? And he has yet to be, he has yet to make me forget about those stories. So from a Notre Dame perspective, it was a huge disappointment was, was 2023. I don't want to say it's what I anticipated because I didn't anticipate it was going to be this bad. So it was still a disappointment for me as well. Yeah. I think it was, solid yet not spectacular like you didn't see Jordan Botello make you know like a bunch of bonehead plays and you're like what the heck is Jordan Botello doing out there you know like we you see you know we've had the conversation with some other guys but he did ultimately underachieve based on the expectations that pretty much everyone including himself you know had for for him coming to this into this year and I think of everyone on the defense Botello would be kind of at the bottom of the ladder in terms of who did and who didn't meet or exceed their expectations for the season. And that includes Maris Leofel, because sure. even though Leofel didn't play, you know, to the, I guess the top level of maybe, you know, what everyone would have wanted for him this year, I do still think he was better than, you know, the, the 2022 version of Maris Leofel. And, it's true. you know, look at where he ended up, you know, like it's craziness still. Yeah. I mean, Still could have been better, you know, like with run diagnosis and run fits and all that kind of stuff, but did it, you know, at least exceed basic expectations in some other areas. But like you look at Patello, he had four ta- uh, four sacks, three hurries this year. He did better than that as a backup to Isaiah Foskey the year before, you know? So I think the expectations, you know, have been on Patello for a long time, and that's ultimately you know, this year, what Al Washington and Al Golden have got to be able to to get out of him, you know, bring out of him Yes, this year. You've got to, there's there's a whole nother level, I think we all know it, for Patello to go to. And that's what, if, that's what they've all got to figure out. If he can reach the potential that Notre Dame thinks that he has, that will be a huge shot in the arm for this defense. It just will be. It'll be. It'll be one of the things that we'll be talking about this time next year. It was like, wow, right. you know, Batelho just came out of nowhere, frankly. Um, and and he gave us a taste of it, obviously, in the bowl game. But, the, it, you know, it needs to stretch over well, you know, and 13, I, 14 games. It is like Isaiah Foskey got there ultimately a little bit sooner. But, like, Foskey was a little bit of the same boat. You know, we were waiting for, for yeah. a little bit longer than we thought we were going to before he finally got there. But once he did... I mean, we saw what he could be. Sure. So, We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Vince, there is talk that Nick Saban is heading to college game day next season. <laughs> Scale of one to ten, how much does that move the needle for you? Maybe a two. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, I guess because he – how do I say this? He doesn't have much of a personality. That's at least the not, thing. At least right? not that I've seen, right? Like, I feel like they have sufficiently replaced Corso with McAfee. Like, I feel, you know, he's like the new Corso, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, just a younger version, you know, outspoken, has some crazy takes, you know, whatever, right? I just don't think Nick Saban has the personality needed. Like, at least, at least uh, Urban Meyer has a personality. And, the, and like, well, on the Fox game, uh, pregame show, right? Like, Nick Saban, unless there's something that I'm but, missing. But, like, did you expect Urban Meyer to have a personality before that? You know, like, has... Yes, like we're, we're, this, this whole show has been about expectations. Like, yeah. has he exceeded your expectations um, along those lines? To me, I think he has a little bit. Okay, that's fair. I, I mean, you've seen videos of him in the club and stuff like that. He's obviously got the personality. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, again, saying. like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, so, I mean, he's kind of met my expectations on that show. If Nick Saban has an ounce of personality, he will surpass my expectations. I mean. You see it, I think, every once in a while, like when you see clips when they'll post, you know, like social media from his coach's show or like a press conference where he kind of lights up, you know, a little like he goes off on some tangent on whatever it happens to be. Personally, I think that someone of his stature is kind of what game day has been lacking as as Corso has gotten old. You know, Corso, I think, is like 88 or something like that right now. And from what I heard it sounds like he's still going to be around, but he's probably just going to do like the last segment, you know, where he puts yeah. on the, you know, the mascot head or whatever. But you know, Saban, I, McAfee is is his own deal. Whatever you you know think about Pat McAfee, and you know it is interesting that Saban was a a weekly regular guest on the McAfee show this year. I didn't I'm sure, that. I'm sure they were paying him quite a bit of money, oh, sure. to, you know, to do that appearance, but. Those two guys, as a result, they've kind of got a little relationship. So I think there's going to be some chemistry there. And he obviously knows all the other guys. I feel like game day has been lacking that, you know, that, that, that kind of figure with some gravitas and, and sure. Like the answer to urban Meyer basically. So I can see that I'm guessing that, you know, that, you know, 
he's a little bit like Belichick, where like Belichick was up, was was playing a game for a long time at his press conferences in terms of, you know, I'm just going to stand here and I'm going to be dry and vanilla and I'm not going to give you anything. And I'm sure Saban was a little bit yeah, the same way. So just how much of that we get, I don't know. But I do feel like game day needed that kind of presence. And, yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with the guy who is – the greatest college football coach of all time, arguably. So. Even SEC Shorts did like a serious thing with him at the end of their most recent uh, little clip that they put out, you know, where they yeah. were giving grades to all the SEC teams. They like took his hat and like hung it in the corner and like turned the lights off. Like, you know, uh, but you know, if, if I'm going to, I'm going to say this and I'm, I'm, I'm going to get some flack and I don't care if game day wants to make, to move the needle, they need to retire Lee Corso. Oh man, they need he. Um, it's it's getting to the point where it's almost like weekend at Bernie's. Like it's time, it's time to just hang it up. And it's okay. It's okay that it's time. It's okay. Right. You know, I'm sorry. It's okay. And I think that that's why if they go the direction that I was just talking about, where they just kind of right. you know bring him in to have some fun, put on the headgear, you know, like the mascot head at the end of the show. I think that that's kind of like, it's obviously pointing toward it's, it's coming. His time is his time yeah. on that show is getting closer yeah. to an end. But yeah, I, I think that especially when you're adding a guy like Saban, who is going to be part of the regular panel, I think, you know, there's only, there's only so, so much room because those shows there's only you, you only get so much time to to kind of say, you know, your your point on each topic anyway. It's not like a podcast yeah, where you we right. can sit here and expand as much as we want whatever right. else because exactly. you've got you've got five six guys out there and I, yeah. I don't think it makes sense to ooh, kind of keep Corso and pull it, you know, yank my cord. <laughs> I don't think it makes sense to kind of keep Corso yeah. in that mix especially if you're if you are adding another guy out there. I mean, I I I, I still love the, you know, the head the head thing and all of that, like the mascot, like that's it, a great shtick. I get it. It's just, you know, you see some of the behind the scenes stuff and it's just like, man, they just need to let this guy just sit in front of his TV and watch some games. Like just let the man go. Yeah. I agree with DK though. I think Corso takes you in a bare knuckles fight. <laughs> when it's all said and done. Does he get to wear <laughs> one of those massive mascot heads? So I can't get to him. It'd be like, it'd be like Bob Barker on happy Gilmore. <laughs> Price is wrong. What do you think now? Hmm. <laughs> That's wrong. That's right. Fill in the blank, Vince. After Caleb Williams said that he wouldn't declare for the NFL draft until he was assured the Bears wouldn't pick him at number one overall, Williams has in fact declared for the draft. He did it yesterday, which was the last day to do it. <sighs> My look. My one of my I saved worst. this for you, by the way. I could know. have brought this up yesterday, I know. With Jesse, but you're the Bears fan, so I saved it for you. Yeah, I listen. It, it just allows me to hate him forever, which is the which is the the best part of you know the whole please situation. Bears, please Bears drafting, please. Bears. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't like this man, and I I have been told by people that he's a good kid and he's all these. I don't like him. I don't like him at all like not even a little bit i don't like him and somebody said if they you know if they if they trade uh justin fields to like the falcons or something or i forget who they said but 
like they would have three top 10 draft picks and you know, all of this stuff. And it's like, you get way more draft capital. If you get out of that number one slot, I hate yeah. to say it, you really would. And you, the bears are not one position away from being a super bowl team. Okay. They've got holes across the roster. They need to build up the entire roster. They can win with Justin Fields. I do believe that they can win with him. I think I think he got marketably better from year two to year three. How about he gets an offensive coordinator for more than one year at a time? Like that would be nice. Like you know maybe set him up for some success. That that's a, but as far as Caleb Williams is concerned, the fact that he's dictating who drafts him and all of these different things, like we haven't seen this since Eli, right? right. Like that's the last time that this kind of all went. I was gonna down. say he's not the first guy to do I, this. I know he's so not. It's like and it's not Elway, like Eli and, Manning and Elway are the two. Yeah, those are the two most big prominent ones. guys, and now, it worked out for both of them. Those so, two ended up being in the Hall of Fame too. Yeah. So you know, I don't know. I just I am not a fan. I, I hope he, whatever team drafts him is a friggin' dumpster fire team, <laughs> and then he ends up right in the middle of the flames. That, that's what I hope. I think it's just going to make this whole draft season that much more Man. juicy. The, you know, the fact that you've got this and and what kind of leverage it potentially gives the Bears to trade that pick. You know, you got the Patriots sitting there. You got Washington sitting there. All these teams sitting behind them. You know, like, would, would Carolina jump in and decide that they want to go after a quarterback for a second straight year after, you know, trading the bears, this pick to begin right, with. Right. Exactly. Like, you know, that's the end. And, and that's, that's why the bears are in the position that they're in right now is because Carolina wanted to trade up and take yeah. Bryce young. They've got two top year. 10 picks. Now things will do. Teams will do crazy, stupid things to get their quarterback. And you know, that someone's going to be willing to make that deal. I think the bears are ultimately going to trade out of that spot because you know they again they've got another pick there in the top 10 how much you know like you just you just keep making this move like you you know like you trade and then you get another high first round pick next year out of the deal from somebody else because like you said they, there's a lot of roster building that has to right. be done but the other side of that is you got to make good picks you know like that's all 100 got to make good picks with it and that's 100%. where ryan Poles, i think is really going to be tested there's only one guy in college football that I want on the Bears roster, and he wore number 76 for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. They could get him. I think they've got a chance to get him. I think they, they do, They're too. number nine already. Yeah, I think they do, too. I really do. I, that would make me – like, the draft would be a success for me if they bring in Joe Ald at left tackle. I mean, that would be – because that's one of the places that they need absolute help is on the offensive line. That's there, There's – They've got to get at least one stud receiver and one stud offensive lineman yeah. out of those two picks. And yeah, they could. And I think they, that there's a chance and they might even be able to get another wide receiver yeah. out of this deal. Cause like I've heard, you know, like, you know, all these different scenarios, you know, like you trade down and you trade down again. And, you know, like I think that there's, there's a possibility that they can I'm get a lot you, of, yeah. you know, depending on who wants that number one pick, right. They could end up in the middle of the top 10, right? Like five or six, something like that, whatever the yeah. the draft order is. And you could get a top flight wide receiver and Joe Alt, man. Like that would be, let's go. Like I would be excited about that. Yep. <clears throat> DT, man, he's rubbing it right in. Caleb Williams in Chicago feels right. Oh, no, it doesn't. <laughs> isn't isn't Detroit Hunter a Chicago guy? How can you say that feels right? Come on, man. <laughs> he is a West Coast guy. 
So I want him to end up in like, you know, Washington. I think that would be, he has no prayer of being successful in Washington. Like let send him to the commanders or the, the team. Or Honestly, he feels like a Raider to me. Oh, that's a good but, call. Like yeah, they would have call. to, they would have to do a lot of willing and dealing. I think. Yeah. I don't know that they're willing to, to trade up that high. TK says the bears draft McCarthy in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, Oh, that would be, that would awesome, be bad. Actually. That would that would not be where wherever Jim Harbaugh ends up is who's going to take McCarthy. And if anybody thinks Jim Harbaugh is coming back to Michigan, JJ McCarthy declared for the draft. If Jim Harbaugh was coming back to Michigan, so would JJ McCarthy. I don't know. So I just Jim is gone. I think I, I think he's especially after winning that <clears throat> championship. I think I think the NFL is going to come hard after him this time and there are a lot more teams with openings he's already interviewed with the chargers i i, I think it's going to be it's going to be really interesting to see what happens because i've been reading some stuff about you know he's still negotiating you know with michigan and and that kind of stuff and one of the one of the things that he wants in the contract is a guarantee that he won't be fired if the ncaa <laughs> drops the hammer which is hilarious i know mean- how can you, how could, like, you know, tell me you're guilty without telling me you're guilty? <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> it's hilarious to me. All right. So, speaking of NFL head coaches, Nick Sirianni has led the Eagles to three straight playoff appearances in his first three years, including last year's Super Bowl. Yet there are calls for his job after going from potentially being. The number one seed. They were in position to be the number one seed in the NFC in early January. They plummeted all the way to a wild card loss on the road to Tampa Bay last night. Do you buy or sell the Eagles moving on from Sirianni, Vince? Is this not – I mean, can we not just have this conversation and just replace Sirianni with Ryan Day? (laughs) I feel like it's a very similar conversation, to be honest with you. Sustained success. Sustained success, and yet the fan base probably wants him out. Yeah. Like, and the answer to me, from a looking at it from a 30,000 foot view, is no, you don't get rid of somebody that's having that kind of success. You don't. And if you do, who are you getting? Who is going well, to do a better job? Belichick is on the market. You know, there's already. <laughs> Belichick get... is on the market. Harbaugh is on the market. Yeah. It's not like. Like Mike Vrabel is on the market. You literally, you know, like who's available. Okay. There's a, there's a who's who, you know, Pete Carroll is on the market. There's a who's who of coaches who they could potentially go out and get right now. This is true. Now I think three of them all have their AARP card. So I don't know how sustainable that would be. Yeah. Uh, But your point is well taken. Your point is well taken. Uh, There, there are options out there, but no, I would not get rid of either one. Yeah, I mean, it it it's a it's a good analogy, Sirianni today and expectations and everything. I think the difference is Ryan Day, you know, didn't just crumble down you know, like like for an entire month <laughs> right. and a half like Sirianni yeah, did. I mean, they were fourteen and three and in the Super Bowl last year. They started off eleven and one and lost five of their last six regular season games, and then lose a playoff <laughs> game to boot. So they they went from ten and one to what 11 and 7 by the time it was all said and done terrible. which is just it's terrible. crazy and there's like you know he lost both of his coordinators one of them being Steichen who got 
Indianapolis too within yeah. a game of of being in the playoffs this year. You know, and the other one, Jonathan Gannon goes out to Arizona. It 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 just sounds like there's a lot of crazy inner turmoil that goes beyond, you know, playoff appearances and all that kind of, you know, like like just how, you know, like has he, you know, has he lost the the, the locker room type stuff? Because right. the guy is like, I've never been a fan of just his antics and his, you know, there's a lot of external cockiness that you generally don't see from a head coach, maybe unless it's Ryan Day. I don't know. You know, again, it's like it is a good it is a good analogy to compare. But how much how much difference did those coordinators make? You know, because like sure. if you're the head coach. What did you fix over the course of the season once things started breaking down? And there was a lot of things that ended up breaking down for him as the season went on. So it's all dysfunctional talk right now. I want whatever is bad for for the Eagles. So if if he's the problem, keep him, Philly. Like I'm perfectly fine if you know if he's the problem. If he's not, you know, whatever, move on. Whatever you have to do, never you know, completely cared for. But you're right. It's like when you just look at three straight playoffs, you were, you know, in a Super Bowl. Like it when I started hearing this stuff like they might move on, it's crazy. But then you start hearing all this other stuff that comes with it. And I don't know, like it was crazy last night. You know, I don't know. I guess you were, you know, I don't know how much you were able to kind of see from where you were, but like you know, there's like receivers and tight ends yelling at Jalen Hurts and just all this oh, crazy yeah. stuff going on. So it's, and they're they're losing. It's just nuts how how quickly it's falling apart. Yeah, out there. it sounds like the the Eagles are also going to be losing a bunch of veterans potentially too. Yeah. to retirement. Sounds or like whatever. Jason Kelsey is he, going yeah, to retire. He's, he's retiring. And I they went down the list of guys that have kind of been there for a really long time and mm-hmm. and might be you know leaving. Um, and that that could you know, that could make a difference too, because those veterans are what kind of set the tone in the locker room. And if you lose those guys, you know, what's that going to look like, et cetera. So those are all things that ownership obviously has to take into account. Do you want to start from scratch? You want to start completely over? That's going to be tough to do. Yeah. I think Mike, Michael Hahn agrees with, with my philosophy, whatever's bad for the Eagles. He's a Giants fan. You know, he'll take it. Apparently, Kelsey told the team he's going yeah. to retire. Hasn't announced it officially, but it's, well, it's looking if, like because he was on the he was on the fence. I think last, after year. last year, yeah, yeah. If you there's a, a really good documentary on uh, Jason Kelsey. I think it's on Amazon. I haven't seen that yet, but I, it's know, good. Yeah, I've seen I enjoyed the, it. Yeah. I job. thought it was going to be on both brothers, but it's really it's just on him. Um, oh, really? That's yeah. interesting. And because it was before the whole Taylor Swift thing, uh, um, you know what I mean. So it pretty yeah. much covers all of last season and it kind of takes you on the ride of his wife being pregnant and the whole thing. Long story short, I thought it was a nice peek into his life. And I thought it was really good. He really struggled with the decision to retire or not at, you know, in last year's off season. And he didn't even let the team know until uh, the day before free agency started. Oh, wow. So I think this time around, he kind of knew that if he came back, it was going to be for a year. Like he's, you know, that's someone who, I mean, they already have their own podcast and all that stuff, but that's someone, yeah. I think with his person, personally, I think he would be better than Gronk on TV. I think he'd be fantastic. I think he'd yeah. be fantastic. And, and he has enough off the field, um, cli- not cliche, uh, 
whatever the word I'm looking for there. Cache. Cache. Yeah. Cache, not cliche. Cache. <laughs> Um, he's got, he's got enough off the feet. Cause I mean, he's got, don't the, start throwing archetypes around like Tony Romo yeah. was doing in the, yeah, that was game terrible. Yesterday. That was awful by the way. Like he got that completely wrong. I know. Any, anyway, <laughs> um, he's got, you know, he, he's saying on that Christmas album, he's got the podcast, like he's got off the field stuff that he can do. And it was hilarious. There's one part, Sean, you'll appreciate this. He does the podcast from his house and there's a, there is a point where he's doing the podcast and his wife. Is trying to keep the kids quiet, you know, so that it does they can't hear them on the podcast. It's like, Daddy's working, you gotta be quiet. I, I could just <laughs> see my wife doing the same thing, uh-huh. you know, with, with my kids. All you know your kids is. running around outside, uh-huh. total chaos outside that door where the green yes. walls are. Yeah, yes, it was hilarious <laughs> to me. I was like, I know how that goes. So, uh, so yeah, it was. I, I think when he made that decision, it was for one year, you know what I mean, and um. Regardless of the way things ended this year, I think he was going to be done. So the USFL and the XFL have merged into a league that's going to be called the United Football League or the UFL. So there's no more USFL. There's no more XFL. They're they're, they're going to be actually divisions yes. in the UFL. They took four teams from one, four teams from the right. other. And those right. are the divisions. Yeah, exactly. So my question is, should they have ke- just kept the name from one of these two existing leagues rather than created a completely different name for this league? I love the collaboration, to be honest with you, because I think it's a 50-50 venture from what I can gather. And if it's a 50-50 venture, if you name it one or the other, then it looks like the other one is in control. And I think they wanted to avoid that. And I think I think you're probably right. It, it just seems like, you know, like a little bit of confusion, for, you know, because there are so many casual fans sure. of this oh, yeah. league to begin with because it's, you know, a spring league and people know USFL, people know XFL. Right. And so now you've got UFL and it's like. It's not competing against anything, though. So I don't think it matters. That's you know true. what I mean? And I don't they think. Did, they did at least keep the names. You know, there's a yes. US, USFL division and an XFL. Right division so i kind of dig so, that actually i, I yeah. mean it's a it's a true marriage like they they both looked at each other and they looked at their models and they're like okay this can probably work but probably not by ourselves so if we join forces with the tv contracts and with you know some of the more successful teams and things within each of their leagues and we join forces i think it can be sustainable and look no spring league is going to be sustainable super long term unless the NFL gets involved. Right. I just I just don't think that that's going to be the case. So, um, but they've got to make a name for themselves, and this is the new iteration. And if they can keep it going for a few years, I think the NFL does get involved, and I think they see the value of kind of a minor league for the NFL. I do. Yeah, and I mean, you've already seen, you know, like look at look at Brandon Aubrey as an example. You know, he he came yeah. out of the U, you know, the USFL. You know, that's where he got his start. You know, and uh, you know because as we know, he was a soccer player. Yes, he was and, not a kicker, by yeah, the way. He turned himself into a professional kicker in the USFL, and you know there there are other guys who have come out of yeah. those leagues of well as well who have made it to the NFL. And I, and I, yeah, so I completely agree. I think that that is where this league is really going to, you know, sort of 
make its foundation is if they can become a consistent developmental league, more partnership, I think, with the NFL. Yeah. I was looking, there were some people tweeting about the archetype um, <laughs> comment that <laughs> Romo so... made. He made it yeah, sound like he, it was like a career arc. I think that's he what said, he wanted to say. Yeah, he said that it was he said something about the archetype of Mason Rudolph's career. Yeah, he he it should have been like career arc, not right archetype. Not archetype. Right? Yeah. Completely wrong usage of that word. Yes. Um, and I and he said it twice in the same rant. Right. Which <laughs> it's just he doubled sound. down on his wrongness yes, of the use of the word. Yes, he did. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. So, yeah. Get at your get at your thesaurus. All right. Well, that's going to do it for tonight. So, um, right, you want a fun fact? Yes. Why so, not? as you know, we talked about at the top of the show that I was in Florida for my son's kicking extravaganza. Whatever. Yes, and I meant to ask you more about that. Went very well. It went very well. And uh, like I said, this was a national thing, so they had like their national coaches there working with the kids and whatnot and guess who my son got to work with one-on-one uh and do some film breakdown and get out on the field and do the whole thing somebody we all know i know the answer to this a little birdie came by and and told me the oh really so yes who what little bird do you want me to tell you Uh, yeah it was your father-in-law at the basketball game oh did did you guys talk okay yeah i got the report I got nice. the report of who he was working with, and it sounded like things went better for him from a punting standpoint. They did than, than expected. They did, yeah. So it, the, uh, obviously, we didn't say the the name. It was Justin Yoon uh, works for Cole's Kicking, and Justin got, got it. He got to work with uh, my son, and did, he really enjoyed it. And like, I think Dylan was a little starstruck, which was pretty fun to watch. It doesn't usually happen. <laughs> And uh, he, it was cool. It was really, really neat. So for the two days, he got to work with Justin Yoon of all the people that were there to help him and and everything. And uh, so it was a really good weekend. Uh, it was a lot of Very fun. Cool. And, Very good. Yeah, it was good. It was. It was a so great. So what happens next now? Like, do you know the rankings and all that kind of stuff? What's What's the next well, step in this process? They will. They will take the tape because they everything they did was recorded. Like right. drills, charting, like all this stuff was recorded. So he'll be ranked uh, nationally as a kicker. He's already ranked as a kicker. He's 84th in the country in his class. Okay. And then he has not been ranked as a punter, but he went and got – he did all the things to get ranked at this camp for punting. He made it to okay. the punt finals that was there, which was awesome. He had a boomer of a punt. It was great. Awesome. And so he'll get a ranking for punting, so he'll be ranked in both. And hopefully the number goes uh, up from 84 for kicking, and and hopefully the, the punt number is a good one as well. But – He's a four and a half star. Uh, they only go up to five, uh, which is awesome. And so now we get to take this little ranking out. There'll be a week or two probably before they they update everything. But now we get to take this out. We're gonna hit some junior days, and he's made some contact with some coaches. And um, very that's, cool. That's the next step. So now he is a junior, right? He is. Yeah, he's a junior okay. right now. Okay. So and everything like you know how we we talk recruiting all the time, right? The twenty fives are getting all the publicity you know, for every other position, but for kickers, unless you're like the top five kicker in the country, this is kind of where it really gets started for most of these guys. Yeah. Like you, most of like the vast majority of these guys, they could get some offers in the summer. Um, you know, some of the upper guys. So like, if you're ranked as a four and a half or whatever, you could potentially get an offer 
in the summer, but a lot of them are going to come during your senior season or just after, like right before signing day and everything. That's kind of what it really kind of hits hard. Um, so the next 12 months or so, 10 months or so, should be very, very interesting. Should be fun. All right. All right. Should be fun. Good deal. Yeah. Good yep. luck. We're gonna have to have Dylan on it at some point. I know. I'm thinking, you know, <laughs> signing day. Well, the, you know, he can he can put the hats out front. You know, we'll that's do the right. Whole thing. So that's right. Very cool. Um, hoping for a five star ranking when it's all said and done. That's that's our goal. So all right, our like it's me. It's his finger crossed. Yeah, I just baby. drive him places. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. It's dad's goal too. But yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> All right, good stuff, good stuff. I'm glad it went well, and hopefully yeah, it keeps awesome. going even better later on down the road. Very good. Yep. All right, well, thanks for being here tonight. Hit that like button if you would, and of course, a friendly reminder to, to subscribe, rate, rent, review, and all that kind of good stuff on your podcast platform, and we will talk to you next time on Ivy Nation Sports Talk. <laughs>